Scripture reading this morning we read from Psalm 56, 1 through 4. Psalm chapter 56, verses 1 through 4. Be merciful, merciful to me, O God, for man would swallow me up. Fighting all day, he oppresses me. My enemies would hound me all day. For there are many who fight against me, O Most High. Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. In God, I will praise his word. And God, I have put my trust. I will not fear. What can flesh do to me? Good morning and welcome again. We're grateful for your presence. We're thankful that you've chosen to be here today. It's always good to be together as God's people. We're glad that Brother Conard Ray is able to be with us today. This is the first time Brother Conard's been out in quite some time. We're thankful that he's well enough to be here. And also, Sister Virginia Dawkins is back with us. And we're glad that she's back from Florida. We're having Florida weather here. And so there's no need to go south when it's 80 degrees right here in the Mid-South. But we're grateful that you're here. We're grateful for the opportunity to be together. Today we're going to be looking at Psalm 56. And I want to call your attention to the passage that was read a moment ago. Psalm 56, we're really going to look at the entirety of this psalm. And what we want to talk about today has to do with maintaining our faith in the midst of trials. Those of us that live here on planet Earth are not exempt from the trials of life. Sometimes people have the mistaken notion that children of God are immune to trials and problems in life. Well, that's just not the case. The Bible tells us that we live in a world that is replete with human suffering. Job acknowledged in chapter 14, verse 1, man born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. And so troubles and trials are a part of life. In order for us to get through the storms of life, we need an anchor for the soul. And I believe that that anchor is the Lord. I want you to look with me today at Psalm 56. When you begin looking at the Psalms, and when I talk about the Psalms, I'm really talking about the 150 Psalms that we have. There are many Psalms that are very special to me, and I'm sure that there are any number of Psalms that have found a place of encouragement in your heart, to you, individually speaking. When individuals face the trials and the difficulties of life, there are certain Psalms that come to my mind. But to me, Psalm 56 is a very special Psalm. And to those who are suffering, to those who are facing trials and problems in life, this would be one Psalm that I would recommend. I would say that this is really a psalm that all of us in some way or another can identify with. When you look at the life of David, you have to understand that David was the king of Israel. But David faced a lot of problems and a lot of heartache in his life. And you know, Saul, the first king over the United Kingdom, sought to, to destroy David, didn't he? 
Well, the superscription in Psalm 56 says fears in the midst of trials. And it says or suggests that this psalm was taken from an event that took place in the life of David when the Philistines captured him in Gath. As we look at Psalm 56, the first thing I want to do is call your attention to the foes of David. And then secondly, we're going to talk about his faith, the faith of David. And David was not a perfect man. David had blemishes in his own life, but let me tell you what. Despite all of the, the blemishes and all of the, the, the problems that he faced in this life, David was a man of great faith. And I believe that that faith is what helped sustain him during those difficult times in life. So first we think about the foes of David. As we look at his foes, of course we're, we're really reflecting on the difficulties that he was encountering in his day. But in Psalm 56, as David begins to set before us this particular psalm, the first thing he does is talks about how his enemies worked against him. And there are really three things that we want to we want to look at and as we think about how they operated or how they they plotted against him so to speak we note his circumstances before God as we think about his circumstances before God let me just say that we first of all need to note his cry to God in verse 1 he said be merciful to me o God for man would swallow me up David does the right thing. When threatened with outside trials and difficulties, what does he do? He looks to Jehovah God. Over in Psalm 57, another great psalm that deals with difficulties in the life of David. He would say, be merciful to me, O God, be merciful to me. When you and I face the anxieties of life, when we come face to face with heartache or trial or sorrow, one of the things that we need to do is turn to God. I would recommend that being the first thing that we do. Look to Jehovah God. But now note, if you would, how his, his enemies, how they began to, to work against him. First, he talks about their oppression. He said, be merciful to me, O God, for man would swallow me up. So, we talk about their oppression and then he says, fighting all day, he oppresses me. My enemies would hound me all day, for there are many who fight against me, O Most High, their opposition. And then note, if you would, down in verse 5, their operation. He said, all day they twist my words. All their thoughts are against me for evil. So you get the idea that here are some people that are working against David. They're doing everything within their power to literally destroy him. Now we talk about his cry to God, but I want you to think about his circumstances before God. And there are two things that David does. First, he speaks of his fears. Look at verse three, he said, whenever I'm afraid, let me pause here and ask this question. Do you ever find yourself afraid in life? Do you ever feel like you're afraid of the various circumstances? that you're confronted with 
in this life. And so we talk about his fears, but then also he makes mention of his tears. Look at verse 8. He said, you number my wanderings. Put my tears into your bottle. Are they not in your book? So David here speaks of his fears and his tears. Now I asked the question a moment ago, do you ever find yourself living in fear? Sometimes we are paralyzed by fear. Sometimes we're fearful of all of the things that may confront us on a daily basis. But then what about the shedding of tears? We live in a world where people shed tears daily. Tears are a natural expression of grief and sorrow and heartache and pain. I understand sometimes people shed tears of joy, but we're not talking about tears of joy here. Rather, we're talking about tears of sorrow, tears of grief, tears of distress, tears maybe as a result of fear. But whatever the case, David here talks about his fears and his tears, and both are very real. And you and I, as members of the human family, we face these things in one way or another every day. So we talk about his foes. But now I want you to see with me in the second place, his faith. And the thing that really strikes me about the life of David, David was a man of great faith. I would challenge you to read the Psalms that were penned by David. And there are two things that stand out. Number one, David did not have an, an easy life. I understand David was a king and I understand that David was a wealthy man and he was powerful and he was prominent. He was a man after God's own heart. But David experienced a lot of pain in this life. And one of the things that strikes me about some of the people that wrote the scriptures that we have is that they understood the heartache and pains of life. David was great, yes, but David had a lot of pain in his life. And that pain was internal to some extent. I think about his own son, Absalom, turned against him, revolted, really tried to, to steal the kingdom out from under his feet. And so David faced a lot of pain, a lot of heartache in this life. But then the second thing that I'm reminded of, David was a man of great faith. And you read the Psalms and David in a very candid, in a very concise way, he will literally lay bare his soul. He will talk about the trials and the experiences and the difficulties that he's facing in life. He'll talk in a very candid way about some of the things that he's facing and, and how he feels. But then he'll talk about his faith in God and how he looked to Jehovah God to sustain him throughout the difficulties, the trials, the tribulations of this life. So let's talk first of all about his resolve. We think about his faith and the fact that faith is what delivered him. But look, if you would, at the resolve of David. And as I think about his resolve, the first thing that comes to mind is his commitment in the face of fear. Listen to what he says in verse 3. Whenever I am afraid, 
Now note how he offsets his fears. He said, whenever I am afraid, I will do what? He said, I will trust in you. That's how we need to react. Whenever we face fearful situations in life, whenever we're confronted with, with difficult moments in this life, we need to put our trust in the Lord. So he says, whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. And then listen to what he says, in God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. Now drop down if you would and look at verse 10. In verse 10 he says, In God I will praise his word, in the Lord I will praise his word. In God I have put my trust. Note if you would the emphasis that David places on putting his trust in Jehovah God. To whom do you trust? When the storms of life are howling in your life. When you're literally upside down with troubles and trials and sorrows, to whom do you turn? David had a great deal of commitment. His commitment was to God. David understood that in the face of fear, he was going to maintain his trust in the Lord. Now there's a second thing I think that David talks about here, and that is his confidence in the face of fear. Go back again and look at verse 3. He said, whenever I'm afraid, I will trust in you. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I put my trust. I will not fear. And then listen to this question. What can flesh do to me? In other words, I am hiding in the shelter of God's wings. I have placed my trust in Jehovah God. So what can flesh do to me? Now drop down and look at verse 10 again. In God I will praise his word, in the Lord I will praise his word. In God I have put my trust. Now listen to him. I will not be afraid. And then he asked the question, what can man do to me? Look at how he offsets his fears with faith. David is simply saying, look, my trust is in Jehovah God. I have placed my life in his hands. Look at Psalm 57, verse 1, for just a minute. I would encourage you to, to underline, to underscore Psalm 57, verse 1. Because David here says, be, be merciful to me, O God, be merciful to me. For my soul trusts in you. Now listen to what he says. And in the shadow of your wings, I will make my refuge until these calamities have passed by. Have you ever sought shelter in times of storm? I think about people that have sought out shelter when storms come through. They remain in that shelter until everything is past. And what David is saying here is, I have put myself in your care, God. I am in your care. I am under the shadow of your wings until these calamities have passed. 
aren't you grateful to know that you can literally find a refuge in Almighty God? In 1 Peter chapter 4, Peter talks about those who suffer for righteousness. And he said that those who suffer are to commit their souls to him, that is to Jehovah God. And he says, as to a faithful creator. We commit our souls to Jehovah God because we understand he has the, the power, the ability to shelter us, to keep us literally in the palm of his hand. What great confidence. Look also at Psalm 55, verse 22. In Psalm 55, verse 22, David in, in this psalm talks about those who were against him and one of, the, one of those apparently against him was a close friend, somebody that was very close to him. But despite what he was facing in life, listen to what he says in verse 22. He said, cast your burden on the Lord and he will what? He will sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. So here, David is simply saying, look, have you, have you, have you got burdens in this life? Cast them on the Lord. When you cast them on Jehovah God, what can, you, what can you expect? You can expect him to aid you, to sustain you, to bear you through. Peter said in 1 Peter 5 verse 7, casting all your care on him for he cares for you. So we talk about the resolve of David and then note if you would the relief of David. I think about somebody that has literally been against the wall. They've been backed into a corner and the odds are against them and they get through it and then the relief. Two things here. Number one, David knew God was with him. I want you to leave here today knowing that whatever you face in this life, God will be with you. There are a lot of people in our world today, they are upside down in trouble. Their lives are a mess. They have all kinds of problems and one of the great things that we can do as Christians is tell people, look, we all have trials, we all have troubles, we all have sorrows. We need to understand that we can find a shelter in the Lord. And one of the benefits and blessings of living for God is that we know he will be with us. So having said that, go back and look at verse eight. In verse eight, he said, you number my wanderings, put my tears into your bottle. Are they not in your book? When I cry out to you, then my enemies will turn back. David here is simply saying, look, God knows what I'm going through. Is there anything God does not know? Whatever you may feel in your heart, whatever, whatever experiences you're having in your life right now, I promise you, God knows. Psalm 139 is a great psalm. And the psalmist there talks about how God is omniscient. He's all-knowing. And he said, God knows. He said, you have searched me and known me. He said, you know when I sit down, you know when I rise up. He said, you're acquainted with all my ways. There's not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, you know it all together. The psalmist in that great psalm is simply saying, everything we experience here on planet Earth, God the Father knows about it. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10, a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without our heavenly Father knowing about it. And in light of that, he would ask, are you not of more value than many sparrows? Jesus said the very hairs of your head are numbered. So David here, he understands, look, God knows what he's going through. God knows what we're going through. Now drop down and verse, look at verse 12. 
He said, vows made to you are binding upon me. I will render praises to you, for you have delivered my soul from death. Have you not delivered my feet from falling? That I may walk before God in the light of the living. I think what David was saying here is, God has the ability to deliver. God will see us through those difficult times in life. And I believe that, that David understood that God would see him through, that God did see him through. He knew that God was with him, and then there's a second thing. He knew that God was for him. One of the greatest statements in all the Psalms is found in Psalm 56, verse 9. Listen to what David said. This I know because God is for me. Let me tell you what. There are a lot of people that I might like to have on my side. But above all people, there's one person I want to be on my side for sure. And that's the Lord. And David here is saying, this I know. Because God is for me. Paul said in the long ago, if God be for us, who can be against us? You just think about that for a minute. Let that sink in, that God is for me. He's for you. Whatever you're facing in this life, whatever difficulties you may, you may encounter in this life, you need to understand, look, God is for you. Not only is God with you, but God is for you. He's on our side. When I look at life, I see something that is very fragile. All of us understand that life can change on a dime. Things can, can change so quickly in life. And sometimes life is good. Sometimes life is not so good. Sometimes just... To be very honest, life is tough. It's not good. But through those down times, we would do well to turn to the Lord. Now, I want to suggest to you this morning that what will get you through those difficult times in this life, what will see you through the storms of life, the trials of life, is your faith. Now, you've got to have faith to get through these things. You've got to put your trust in God. You've got to understand that God has the ability to pull you through. So, all that being said, let me ask this question. Is God a part of your life? Have you obeyed the gospel? I said a moment ago that there are a lot of people in life I'd like to have on my side. But above all people, I want the Lord on my side. Because I know that the Lord will stand with me come what may. You remember when Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4? He said, at my first defense, no man stood with me. All men forsook me. He said, I pray God it would not be laid to their charge. And then he said, but the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. 
I can't promise you that people will stand by you in times of difficulty. I can't assure you that members of the church will stand by you, though they ought to. But I can assure you, I can promise you, God will stand by you. God will never, ever let you down. And we, need, we can take that to the bank. And we need to believe it. We need to, to live like it's true. So are you a Christian? If you're here today and you've never obeyed the gospel, let me encourage you to put your life, put your life in the hands of God. Here's what you need to do. First of all, you need to believe Jesus is the Son of God, John 8, 24. Then you need to be willing to, to repent of all your sins, to give up a life of sin, Luke 13, 3. The Bible says we are to confess with our mouth what we believe in our heart, Romans 10, 9 and 10. And then we're baptized into Christ, we're immersed in a watery grave of baptism so that every sin can be washed away, Acts twenty two sixteen. 16. When we do that, the promise is the Lord will add us to the church, Acts 2, 47. It's in the church, it's in Christ that we have all spiritual blessings, Ephesians 1, 3. And if we're faithful till death, the promise is the crown of life. I would hope and pray that one day all of us will be together in heaven. And we can, we can all be together in heaven if we live for the Lord. If you're here today and maybe you're not living like you ought to be living, you know it and you know you need to come home, could we encourage you to come back to a loving God who will abundantly pardon? John said if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Would you come as we stand and sing?